everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Welcome again to another edition of your GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Special shout out to our audio engineer technician galore, Samwise T. Samwise Ganji. For adding in that cool remix of Kyle saying, you know. <laughs> what did he say, Rohit? What did he say? Dutty. can't say it. Dutty. So ladies and gentlemen, we know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wow, I listen to this podcast every week. These guys are phenomenal. They're always on top of it. And they're always motivated and hustling and just grinding. That is far from the truth. Uh, we suffer from... The occasional laziness, the occasional demotivation, the occasional Netflix. And chill. And chill. And the occasional smoked chicken. So. (laughs) Did you get a smoker recently? (laughs) I had to get a new smoker. Nice. I had to, yeah. Nice. Uh, Did I tell you about that? No. Uh It's a story for another day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is all about what we... The GYST podcast does when we're feeling demotivated because it's tough hustling every single day and being on top of stuff. And sometimes you just want to be like, you know what? I'm just going to veg out today. But we also know that by vegging out or just taking like a mental timeout, what that's doing is you're repeating a simple error in judgment that's going to take you further and further away from your desired reality. Now, we all need a break. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when you realize you're in a funk, what do you do to get yourself out of it? So with that, Glenn, I'm going to hand the microphone over to you. What do you do, my friend, to pick yourself up when you're feeling demotivated? Don't grab the mic. Literally, Glenn, relax, bro. All right. Yeah, I promise. Figuratively. Choking that thing like it's a chicken. Oh, my God. Incredible bulk smash. Okay. Our microphone looks like a penis, too, if you think about it. Whoa. Well, not mine, because I'm hooded. Take that's I it. often mistake that for mine, but okay. <laughs> Shiny silver with a black tip. And Damn right, straight. And right now we'd be talking about Owen the Part of the Watch who, who got circumcised. Recently? No, we no, remember when he was out? We'd have to take the hood off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, demotivation happens quite often. For me, it seems to happen most at work. <laughs> go figure, right? You all have those moments where you just go... I don't want to be here. I'd rather be, you know, sleeping today or, I don't know, doing anything else. But when I when I start to feel that sluggishness come on, when I start to feel that I don't want to do this feeling come on, I turn I, I turn my monitors off. I sit back. I lean back against the wall. I put on some headphones, and I listen to some classical music. Just something that that I can focus on that helps me clear my mind of those negative thoughts, because it is you know those those demotivational thoughts just they're they're very negative. It's I hate this. I don't want to do this. Why am I doing this? I'm questioning everything about what I'm doing. I take a step back and I clear my head. And the way I help clear my head is either through music or video games. When I don't have video games at work. Unless I bring my switch in, 
And I try not to do that because I, I'd want to play that all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll take a step back. I'll put on my headphones and I'll listen to a couple songs from the Canadian Brass. Mm-hmm. Group I grew up listening to. Well, my dad kind of got me hooked into them. Great classical music. Brass quintet. And I just clear my head for a few minutes. By the time I'm done listening to a couple songs, I'm ready to go right back at it. That's all about trying to find that center for a moment. And that music helps me clear away the clutter that keeps me from centering. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of resorting more to like decompressing, it sounds like. Kind of, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of the demotivational stuff for me would be something that I don't know. I, I guess it would be more negative thoughts and mm-hmm. um, bad vibes. Yeah, because I can stay motivated to do something mm-hmm. as long as I don't start dwelling on negatives. Okay. And for me, that's that's what demotivates me the most is negative thoughts. So I try and clear my head of those negative thoughts. My bad, I'm taking notes. If y'all hear me scratching on this oh, pad no right now. Yeah, Kyle's bringing all the that. ways that Glenn's feels demotivated so he can like pump him up full of that stuff. you damn right. I'm pump <laughs> Glenn, you've been motivation. too productive lately. I know, wait, there he goes writing on my hand again. <laughs> what is it with you and writing on my hand during you, an episode? Do you you want to let our audience know about Kyle's habits? Handwriting. With with your hand? He, like, he likes stroking my hand every once in a while in the episodes, too. Whoa, he just easy, stroked my hand. Easy. <laughs> um, man, that's good. I like it. And I think I... I know. You keep doing it to my hand. Not your hand. I don't like your hand, Glenn. I love your hand. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think what I what I gather from that is it, it, it's almost like you need a moment to decompress, to take yourself away from a situation so you can get back into it because you feel burnt out, maybe? Yes, yes. Um, you know, if you think about it, especially when we're talking about you know, a job, a career, a work, whatever we do for our daily income, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has moments where they hate what they do or they just don't want to be where they're at. So how do you combat that? For me, I find a place that's more positive center. It removes all those negative thoughts, takes my head completely out of negative thoughts, and puts me in a more calm state. So in a way, it's almost like meditation for a few minutes. Yeah. It's a good thing. I wrote down a whole bunch of random shit, like just different words, good characters. Um, characters? Yeah. Hieroglyphics. All kinds what of stuff. The? I was just writing shit down. Man, now we're going to Egypt. Um, now he's writing in tongues. So I was trying to like think, okay, you know, what are things that make me feel demotivated? And one of the things I wrote down was no end in sight. Whether mm. it's professional work, personal work, relationships, schedules, it feels like it doesn't end. And there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And mm-hmm. there's nothing more that I allow to get down on myself than that feeling and that thought. There's no end in sight, no light at the end of the tunnel. So something I do, it's no secret. Everybody knows I enjoy running. 
Uh, I haven't ran in quite some time, and a couple of my closest running friends are doing the running streak right now. I'm beyond proud of y'all, motherfuckers. I'm going to give y'all a shout out, my man, Nate, Renee, Christine. Y'all killing it, and y'all got me motivated right now. And just, I'm going to say it right now, I'm going to sign up for the Hot Cocoa 15K. I'm going to run that with y'all, and I'm going to pace the Mercer Island half marathon again. So I got to wow. get my ass in gear. Some bold declarations. you damn right. I got to get my ass in gear. But I wrote that down, and one of the things I like to do if I'm feeling demotivated or, or stressed, I guess we can kind of couple those kind of together sometimes, is I like to go outside and go for a run, bike, yard work also I wrote down I like to do. Oddly, but I think what it really stems from, <coughs> excuse me, is that I need to accomplish something. I know a lot of times what needs to be done, whether it's personal, professional, relational, whatever that may be, but I don't always want to do it. And I find that doing things like that, things that I enjoy, that also give me a sense of accomplishment, kind of get me amped up, get me jacked up to, to do more stuff. From a music perspective, I like to listen to gangsta shit. For what? some reason, it just gets me hyped. Nipsey Hustle, Sibo. Man. And then I also love J. Cole. That's my man. So that is like my go-to stuff. If, if I'm just like, yo, I need to clean this house. I got to get some stuff done. I'm not really feeling it. I don't really want to do it. I just want to lay here and be a lazy ass. Nope. I'm a blast of Nipsey Hustle, and I'm ready to go. It's, it's <laughs> go time, baby. I'm ready. Let's do it. Um, and then another thing I started thinking, I ran a few marathons and, um, I'm not the fastest and I'm not the most fit or athletic runner in the world. So it takes me a while to do a marathon, right? Four plus hours. There are a lot of moments where I feel demotivated during the race. And while you're in the middle of it? Absolutely. Absolutely, where I'm just ready to give up. I'm like, why am I doing this? I ain't got shit to prove to nobody. But then I'm like, nah, motherfucker, you got to prove to yourself. Don't give up. You ain't no quitter, you little bitch. Keep running. That's that Nipsey Russell kicking in. Russell. That's that Mr. T kicking in. You little bitch. Um, But I, I really, truly ask myself sometimes morbid questions, right? And I think about friends and loved ones and other stories of other people that I've heard that don't have the opportunity to do something like and I ask myself questions like, why am I wasting my gift? I can run. I can walk. I drove here. I paid for this race. I, I, I have the ability to do something like this. Why would I waste that gift? It's a gift. It would be a shame if I didn't use it. It's like not opening a box underneath the Christmas tree. Or the candle. Whatever. So those are sometimes questions that I think that can be motivating um, and encouraging to ask yourself, you know, like whatever you need to accomplish, whatever it may be, if you can accomplish it and you just don't want to do it, you have a fucking gift. Don't waste it. Think about if you were in someone else's shoes who didn't have the opportunity to do that. So in my case, that those types of questions stemmed from very long, grueling, challenging runs. And um, yeah, I think it, it helps with everyday life as well. Yeah, there's there's so many reasons on why we don't do the things that we know we should. Because that's what this is about, you know. Mm -hmm. 
you know you should be doing something, but we're not doing it. And, you know, it, it could be a lack of ambition, but it's also a lot of uncertainty. The, the previous episode that we talked about, because there was uncertainty, we didn't see what the end result was. Like you talked about, Kyle. Yeah. What's the end result? What do you want to accomplish? If you don't know, then... What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You, you know, Stay on the What you're train. doing right now is working. Stay on the fucking train. Um, and what, I love that quote. That something along the lines of, um, if, if you don't have a destination in mind, you're already there. Or something along <laughs> those lines, right? <laughs> and what I like to do is I like to focus on pain when I'm feeling demotivated. Because... What happened? Because what I've done is I've kind of broken it down and gone backwards. So when I start feeling comfortable, that's when I'm in a rut. That's when I'm not growing or expanding. I've conditioned myself enough to where if I'm in my comfort zone, it's uncomfortable for me. And I work backwards. So if you're comfortable, that means you're not in enough pain to do anything about it, right? Sitting on nails, episode mm-hmm. number two. And so if you focus on the pain, okay, if, if I don't do this or if I continue to do this, what's my outcome going to be? We all know that people are going to do more to prevent loss than to gain pleasure. And so I want to avoid pain. So I'm going to do whatever it is to avoid that. For me and for the majority of the people, that's a greater motivator than gaining something at the end. And so what I do is I like to break up my routine. Because when I'm in a rut, I'm doing the same thing every day. Wake up, work, go to sleep, repeat. So there's a couple of things I like to do. One, talk to someone I haven't talked to in a long time. Now, this is why this is good. Because they're eventually going to ask me what I'm doing. The, the life that I have is a life that none of my other friends have. And whenever you're talking to someone who does something unique, it's exciting. Just Kyle, like, like we talk about you and running all the time. That's something that Glenn and I don't do. We don't run. Okay. Not on purpose. We don't want to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn skippy. <laughs> we saw the video of Glenn running in my backyard. He ran hard. Into a Into fence. A fence. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Be glad I slowed down. Otherwise, you would have had to rebuild that fence. Hey, you yeah. ran hard as shit for about 12 steps. Damn <laughs> straight. And so... And so for us, we like hearing you talk about running and marathons and stuff like that because it's something that, that we don't do. And by you talking to us about it, you feel better about it because you're like, man, yeah, this is something unique that I do. So I like to talk to people that I haven't talked to in a long time or meet new people because they're like, oh, so what do you do? And, and I'll start telling them. And then I'm like, oh, I'm doing this too. And, and oh, yeah, there's this too. And, and by the end, man, I can't wait to go home and work. I get so excited. Another thing I do is call you. You and I don't have casual phone calls. No. It's not just, hey, Kyle, what's up? You know, just shooting the breeze. You know, how you doing? We almost did earlier today, and it was awkward. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because we were like, um, I don't know All what right, to say. So, uh, uh, love you, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm because the conversations you and I have is like, man, we're still on the phone two hours later. Yeah. And if you want to talk about deep, we're digging a hole to China. Like, we get so deep. Get out the excavator. Excavator. Um, and another thing I like to do, I like to watch Rocky. Oh yeah. Which just, one? Which one? Um, like three or four, not yeah, the first one is okay. too slow. Um, the second one three, is good four, too. Yeah. You know, just sports movies 
really get you pumped. And I watched this documentary on the filming of, of Rocky and, and why it looks so real because it's it's choreographed so well and they work with each other. In most boxing movies to that point, like they were only really in the ring for like 30 seconds. Whereas this, it's like 20 minutes later, you're still like, you know. Yeah, we're running away from each other. Yeah. And so it just gets you pumped. And if you don't like Rocky, I can't fuck with you. Yeah. So by, by doing those kinds of things, really, I think when you're feeling demotivated, you need to break up the routine. Just do something that you don't normally do. And it's going to get you into a different mindset. Go to a new restaurant, you know, that, that you've never been to. Or do an activity that you've never done. Um, a perfect example. Um, Christina and I went to go watch a movie <clears throat> at the Grand. Oh, nice. And we got there ahead of time. And we're like, okay, so we're, you know, downtown's coming early. Let's just kind of walk around the block a bit. Walked into this art shop that was amazing. It was like two stories Everything, like, from the ceiling, the walls, everything is painted. Um, not like regular paint, but, you know, like, art, artistic painting and stuff. Yeah. And it was just such a cool experience that it made me realize, like, wow, like, I, I want to learn this stuff. I want to get into this kind of stuff, you know? And so that was cool for me. There's some super cool antique shops down there, too. You were telling me the They're antique huge. district. I didn't They're even huge. know that existed. Yeah, it's like... Uh... Sanford and Son is one. There's another one. There's another one. It's like a, it's like a mall full of antique, yep. <laughs> full of antique shops, and a lot of stuff is like uh, consignment. Yeah. So you'll see different names on the tags and stuff when you go to purchase it or whatever else. Pretty cool. There's a lot of super fun stuff. It's awesome. Emily and I one time spent three or four hours there. It was after a race. Yeah. I met her downtown to go. Get our both of our cars oil changed, and while we were waiting, we were walking around, and we were still shopping and stuff. They're like, "Your cars are done." We're like, "Okay, we'll be there in a bit." Mm-hmm. We came back like another hour or so, two later, or whatever. Well, if you guys are looking for something new to do <laughs> on Sunday, we're going to the home and garden show in the Tito. Oh, it's this weekend. Yeah. Noise. I found out about from Simone. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. They had the remodel show last week. Mm. It was gonna go, but. Football is more important to priority. Well, now it's uh, bye week. Oh, well, I know. I mean, yeah. This weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. That's good. I like that. To do something new to get out of a rut, right? Because, I mean, I think that's really what you're trying to do is jumpstart something. And I think what's what's also really important is everything that the three of us share is stuff when you realize you're in a rut. Or you're you're feeling demotivated. How do you realize that you're there in the first place? Hmm. Good question. The moment you start asking yourself, "Why am I doing this?" So you're saying you should get in the routine of questioning your behavior. Oh yeah, because you'll feel sluggishness. You'll feel it creeping in. You're like, man, I don't want to do this. Why not? Why don't you want to do this? I don't see an end in sight to this. Okay, well, take a step back. Clear your head. There's an end to everything. Everything will end. Yeah, true. The good and the bad. It will all end eventually. Good, the bad, the ugly. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. 
Yep. Yeah, I think it's how do you get there, right? So if you don't have a conscious habit of asking yourself, why am I doing this? What am I doing? How do you realize that? Instead of just sitting on the couch and eating chips or whatever, right? God, I miss chips. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. Take inventory of where you're at. But if you again, if you don't have a conscious habit of, of that, it's something you'll have to work on. You know, you have to take a look at yourself and ask yourself, where are you at with what you want to accomplish? Why are you at where you're at? And what can you do to get somewhere else? It goes kind of hand in hand with a lot of the questions we asked in the previous episode. Yeah. But I think those are important. Um, you just got to be able to recognize your moods. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe to start with, too, take inventory of what kind of person you are. What do you What do you think that you are? Do you think you're positive? Do you think you're optimistic? Do you think you're even keeled? What makes you excited? What keeps you going with somewhere? That's good. What makes you excited? Well, for me, going home to play Sea of Thieves, for one, mm-hmm. streaming. So walk me through that. How do you feel when you think about getting off work on a Wednesday on your streaming schedule? What time does it start? 5 p.m. 5 p.m. PST. Pacific PST. Standard Time, yeah. Mixer.com mm-hmm. slash Wolfgar01. W-U-L-F-G-A-R-01. So what do you think about <laughs> What do you think about when Shame you're driving home? I think about... How do you feel? I, I try and literally plan out, okay, I want to try something different on this stream. How do I get this stream going? Uh, I'm playing Sea of Thieves. I'm playing Pirates. There's only so much you can do with the story in the game. Okay, how can I make it different this time? Mm-hmm. Instead of going out and uh, digging up buried treasure, I think today I'm going to try and sneak on someone's ship and steal their treasure. Something they've worked really hard to, to uh, dig up. I'm going to go out and just steal one chest that they've earned. you got to be a pirate if you're a pirate. I'm sorry. Dang, man. So Pirates th- are bad guys. They steal from each other. So you thrive off others' misfortune. Yeah. Literally, misfortune. It's part of the pirate game you know everyone expects that pirates are going to be pirates i would say i'm more of a pirate than glenn though in all fairness yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you're more of a mr smee i don't know who that that. is but the reason why i'm saying that is i can guarantee i i have no idea what he's talking about hook never saw peter pan no disappointed but go ahead i've drank more rum than you have in your life (laughs) i believe that you're quite the swashbuckler Because I'm the captain. I've got to stay sober on the ship. Captains oh. don't stay sober? Sure they do. You ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Have you ever heard the phrase, work as hard as a captain so you can party like a pirate? Nope. Nope. Can't say I have. I bet you Jack Sparrow never said it. And speaking <laughs> of captains, we need some Captain Morgan in the studio. Yeah. By the way, he was just fired off the set of the latest one they're working on. Yes. That sounds like garbage. Um... That's awesome. So you just get sheer excitement. You start thinking about what you're going to do. I think of all the different things that we can do because it's an open sandbox of a world. We can do pretty much anything we want. Yeah. The story is whatever we make it. And then I start thinking, okay, well, what is my audience going to enjoy now? Let me try something new. You know what else is pretty cool? You could ask yourself, how else can you bring that creativity into the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. Well, I do. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, okay, what kind of video edits can I do now? I'm learning how to do this for my stream. What other video edits can I do? Yeah. And can I make a career out of doing editing on video? 
Sure. That's yeah. huge. That's huge. To, just to think, because it is kind of a completely open world type game, uh, we didn't even know what to do. It's just like, where would we even start? Now, right. A lot of players get into that game for the first time and they go, this is too big. I, I don't know where to start. Mm. I'm not having fun. Because mm. they don't know where to start. And they don't really do a good job of saying, go here and go here. Here's your tutorial. Go out and... Mm-hmm. and having patience to do it. and yeah. hmm. Crazy. Something else that um, I think that we need to do is find a mentor. And the thing is, it sounds like a great idea, but no one's gonna, no one does it. And we have to ask ourselves why that is. I've been actively searching for one and going to different meetups to, to meet different people and go to different networking events. And what that does is it helps you define relationships with certain people. So, for example, if for you two, right? You guys didn't really know each other. <clears throat> you guys didn't really know each other before the podcast. Maybe you worked together, mm-hmm. but there was no real relationship. But now your relationship is defined by this podcast. So you guys hold each other to a different standard than you do with your normal friends. Different expectations and different, you know, here's what I'm doing. Okay, well, you know, look, you've been talking about doing that for a while, you know. When are you going to get to it? And so there's a, a sense of accountability. And I think when you, that's that's one of the main differences between, I think, friends and mentors. A friend is going to listen to you talk about, a friend is going to allow you to become the victim. We, the three of us, would not allow each other to become victims. Because we're going to call ourselves out of it. I'm more likely to share with you guys about what's going on in my life than I would with my other normal friends. Because you guys know me well enough to where you would say, hey, look, your your subconscious is starting to build these programs and it's putting you on autopilot. You need to break out of them. Whereas normal friends would be like, you know what? You deserve a break. Your life is tough, you know? And that's, that's not what, what it's about. The best motivation comes from pain and progress. So either you're moving forward and you continue to ride that or you feel pain enough for you to do something about it. Now here's why I think most of us fall into habits of just getting comfortable and not doing anything. Because what's between progress and pain? Comfortable. Comfortableness. You're, you're content. Progress only happens if you have an inspiration, <clears throat> someone to drive towards. But if you don't have someone to drive towards, if you don't know what the end result is, then you either get comfortable or you feel enough pain to do something about it. Sitting on our nails again. Sitting on nails, yeah. We, why, why does the dog who's sitting on nail not get up? Because it doesn't hurt him enough. You know, I talk about my friend Amelia all the time, had lunch with her today, and every time you talk to her, yeah, I'm looking for a new job or, you know, working on my resume, and, and I call her a lifer, and she gets mad at me every time, but, you know, you, you got you to gotta have enough pain to do something about it. 
or enough inspiration to do something. Mm -hmm. That's why I think so many people, once they have a child, it completely changes their life around because now it's all about that kid. Yeah, they're living for somebody else. Everything is around that. I also think where it can also have a negative impact. Um, I've lost a lot of friends to church. Um, they don't, you know, I'm, I'm not Christian, and they, they feel lost in their life, and they get drawn to, to a church. And for the first time in a lot of their lives, you've got people who are feeding you positivity and, and what's possible, and you will never hear me say anything negative about, about a church. But at the same time, like, I've lost people because I'm not Christian, because the more they get involved in their church, you know, it's, it's an aspect of their life that they can't share with me or they try to convert me or, or you know, whatever the case is. But I think a lot of people will go. I don't want to say misery loves company because, yes, that's that's one aspect. But mm -hmm. I don't mean that in, in church. True. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. th that's not I mean, I'm not saying. You yeah. Know, yeah. Um, but I think we are drawn to people who. Are going to help us either find an inspiration where it comes to progress so we can move forward or we're going to find people who feel the pain and, and we're going to surround ourselves with them because there are times when when we come into the studio just the three of us knowing that we should have done something that we didn't do i had that moment earlier today one of the episodes that we want to record is no electricity for 24 hours and it's a, it's an experiment but this is the second time in a row that I haven't done it. And that's on me. That's 100% on me. And I'm coming into the studio knowing that I'm going to get called out for that. But when we go to our other friends and our circles and, you know, you're like, oh, I didn't do this. Well, that's okay, Kyle. Like, you've had a tough week. Or Glenn, like, you know, you've had so much going on. You deserve a break. That, that's not what we're about here. We're about helping each other move forward. But so many people will, it, it's kind of like uh, the the pretty girl who hangs out with the fat girls. It's fucked up. It is. But it's true. It happens all the time. Yeah. You, you've got that hot girl who surrounds herself with people who are uh, very low on their self-esteem for a couple reasons. One, it helps her feel better about herself. But two, they don't have those same expectations of her. People know if you want to be a part of this podcast, get ready to be called out. And that's, that's tough. It's tough for us to call people out, but it's tough for us to walk into a situation where we know we're going to get called out. But why is all that happening? Is because by walking into the studio, you are agreeing that you are willing to do whatever it takes to have a better life and have a sense of accountability and hold each other accountable. That's the term, accountability buddies. Accountability buddy. <laughs> it sounds it sounds goofy and corny but it's it's realistically a huge help right I mean it, it's exactly what you said your friends will be there to listen to you and console you and convince you that everything that you're upset about is okay and you deserve to do nothing for as long as you want to yeah but people who truly care about you and your success will tell you when you're the problem 
I guess is the simplest way I can put it. Yeah. I think the way to separate that is people who are your friends versus people who truly love you. Mm-hmm. And See that in families, too. Mm-hmm. And I think in order to be a good friend, you need to know the difference. Yeah. Sometimes people need to throw up. And yeah. that was a tough lesson that I learned. Um, a long time ago, I had a friend who was seeing this guy off and on, and he only used her. Right? Like, everyone knew it. Like, we all knew each other. And he was mm-hmm. only using her. But she would, like, oh, maybe like he'll want to be in a relationship with me. And, oh, he broke my heart again. And I was like, well, that's because, you know, you give it up to him. So why would he, you know? And she got mad at me and, like, stopped talking to me for a long time. And I couldn't understand why until I realized, like, sometimes people just need to throw up. Yeah. And now what I'll do is I'll ask you, which me you want? You want work mode me or do you want friend me? And people will say, okay, I want this version of you or I want this version of you. Or like Glenn, or the earlier podcast, I asked for your permission. Glenn, may I ask you some tough questions now? You know, and if, and you've said no before, you're like, I'm not really in that mindset right now. Mm-hmm. Cool. No problem whatsoever. Or yeah, let's, let's hear it. Cool. Here it is. I think that's really important too, is knowing when someone needs a friend and when someone needs some some guidance. Mm-hmm. Not advice, because I, I think that's one of the things that, that we recognize that we do is we don't give advice. I'll never tell you, Kyle, like you need to do A, B, and C. But if I'm really helping you, I'm gonna help you discover that. For your questions. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. There's a difference between vent. I think there's a difference between venting and complaining. Venting, you just kind of get something off your chest. Complaining, you just want to bitch about something, do nothing about it. You know, it's like okay, ooh, that's gone. All right, I'm done venting. Now what can I do about it? Or rah, 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 I just want to be angry and pissed. Okay, you can be angry and pissed around somebody else. I'm not fucking with you right now. <laughs> and sometimes it requires a good friend to remind ourselves. Yeah. I made a declaration. Am I holding to it? When was yeah. the last time you had an Oreo? Oh, man. Yeah. What was the declaration I made? I don't remember. You said you're done with Oreos. Remember yes. that, Glenn? He did. I don't remember when I said it. Was it last time we were in the studio? Mm-hmm. What, like two, three weeks? Yeah. yeah. So I have two confessions. One, I threw away three packages of Oreos. You said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you bought five. No, I didn't buy. I didn't buy any. I didn't buy any. I found a package. You told me about them birthday cake ones too. And mm-hmm. like, damn it! I know. So those, those, yeah. Those are the were, new thin ones that they've got on TV right now? Those ones were good. No, it was those uh, ones were good. Oh, they're new. So you had some there? Yeah, it was a while ago. That was gonna be my birthday. Is in July. It's fucking January. <laughs> See what I mean? It's not easy being part of this podcast. You're gonna call that. And I'm telling you. And I'm telling you guys, I had. Peanut butter pie Oreos. Let me your breath. I had peanut butter pie Oreos Tuesday night. Mmm. And it's Thursday today. It is. Yeah. How was it though? They were fantastic. It sounds yeah. good. What was it? Again? I was talking to Tom about them. I did. I thought I threw away all of the Oreos. Yeah. I found this one. And I was like, oh man, I gotta have because he got them for me for my birthday. So when I was talking to him, I was kind of like. I ate an entire row. What flavor did you say it was? Peanut butter pie. Oh. Because the cookie is like graham cracker. Mm. And it's got peanut butter and chocolate in the middle. It's heavenly. 
Now, this is maybe a little bit of justification, but also I have not spent a dime on Oreos. And I threw away three packages. I was like, you know what? I don't need all this. This is aggressive. It's ridiculous. Got rid of them. So, yeah. I'm halfway there. Well, shit, fellas. This was a fun one. Combating demotivation, battling demotivation. How do we do it? How do we recognize when we're demotivated? And how do we just really pick ourselves up by the bootstraps and just carry on? And give the rest of your Oreos to everyone else in this podcast. Oh, you want some Oreos? Are you saying? I'll bring some. No, 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 because I know I don't need Oreos. <laughs> Glad everybody needs Oreos. No, 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 they don't. Peanut butterfly Oreos don't sound amazing. They do. That's the bad thing about it. <laughs> I know if I have one, I'm not going to just have one. What kind of milk do you drink? Do you drink milk? Uh, time to time. What kind do you buy normally if you buy? If I do it, it's usually chocolate milk. But oh, my <laughs> man. <laughs> now, chocolate milk is something that brings you joy. Because I saw a look on that page joy. right there. Brings me joy. It's one of those childhood things. You know, you Bro. Blowing bubbles in your chocolate milk. I, watching everyone get pissed at you because you're blowing bubbles in your chocolate milk. Every yeah. time I think of chocolate milk, I think of middle school. Mm-hmm. It's because yeah. when you were allowed to pick whichever milk you wanted, white milk or chocolate milk. on Fridays? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> pizza and chocolate milk on Friday in elementary school. Yep. And in middle school, pizza and chocolate milk every day yeah. if you wanted it. <laughs> yeah. But shit. So that was awesome. This is fun. So for myself, I asked myself a couple of hard questions. Uh, I, I recognize that I have gifts. If there's something that I know that needs to be done, that I'm, I have the ability to do that thing. I'm just not doing it. I'm fucking wasting a gift. Why would I do that? Glenn, my man, likes to get home and get on some games. That really brings him some joy. Decompress with some music. What did you say you like to listen to? Canadian brass. Classical. Canadian brass. Some classical music. Nice. The classical Canadian brass. I need you to send me some Canadian brass because I don't even know what that is. Oh, see, we're done here. I'm missing out. Audience, if you know what they're talking about, please feel free to email Glenn at GYCpodcast.com or Kyle at GYCpodcast.com. Please leave me off that email. Why? It does not sound exciting. Send it it to Rohit because he needs to know why he should be excited. (laughs) True story. Or Amelia because she's half Canadian. (laughs) Oh, yeah. eh? Hey. So... Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the GYSD Podcast, also known as Get Yo Shit Together. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST Podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 